The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. This is the On Point with Victor Show. I am Victor Armendariz. And this is the America's Web Radio Station you're listening to. Welcome all. Welcome everyone all across this great fruited plains of ours. we got a lot to get to today. It's going to be fun. Welcome. Uh, but first, America's I have to start out. You know, I like shows. to, just as I did a little thing and spoke about Memorial Day and about what it means. And, you know, you really should put this in perspective. We have Pride Month but we have Memorial Day, we have Veterans Day, and we have Pride Month. I mean, really, look, I, I got nothing against the way you want to live your life, and you go have your little parades and do whatever you want to do. But don't force this stuff on people, and don't force this stuff on kids. You know, nobody had a problem, and I'm not going to go down this road. I'm not. I'm not. But I got to say this. Nobody in this country had a problem with dudes dressing up like women and doing all the things and drag shows and stuff like that. Nobody had a problem with it until you guys, you wacko, hard left, progressive radicals decided you wanted to do that stuff in front of kids and you wanted to put it in government schools and you wanted somehow teach kids and have drag story hour for three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds. That, you know, again, no one in this country had a problem with it until you started to bring kids into the equation. So that's why. That's simple. I can do this whole woke drag men being girls and girls being boys and all this stuff. I can sum it up real simple. We don't care. But when you bring kids into it, we do care. And, and, and how, and if you're one of these activists out there and, and you're on the side of, of, you know, look, all politicians do, all of them, mostly, especially Democrats and progressives, they come up with these activist ideas to get American against American. They do all these things are to try to put you against your neighbor. Uh, because when politicians can do that, you're not paying attention to the politicians that's supposed to be representing you. And then they no longer represent you. They represent themselves and the machine that is Washington. So they make you fight and they try to feed you and feed you and feed you so you'll fight your neighbor. You'll hate your neighbor. You'll hate each other. So you'll be on one side. And, and what they've done is they've made every... So many people are tribalists now. So you're a D or you're an R and you can't bend either way and 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 even though so many of you D's out there you know it's wrong for half dressed men to be prancing around in elementary schools you know it's wrong but because you have to be tribalistic and stand to that next to that letter D you can't stand up for for one because you're either so far radical to the left that that you're just not going to stand up for what's right or or you're so married to the letter D and so afraid of being canceled if you do stand up knowing that you might be – well, you may think you're a Democrat, but you know it's wrong for half-dressed dudes to put on wigs and makeup and and do whatever they do in front of kids. You know it's wrong to do that in front of kids. You know it is. You don't take your kids to the local strip club to see half-dressed women or – non-dressed women but you take them you think it's okay to go to a drag show where a half-dressed man is dressed up like what it just doesn't make any sense it makes no sense at all and and so what i'm saying is just put it in perspective 
put it in perspective. How is there Veterans Day, Memorial Day, uh, but yet there's a whole month for these? I, you know, I'm just going to stop there. But and again, I don't care how you live your life. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what you do behind the doors of your house. But don't do it in front of my kids uh, or anyone else's kids. Don't try to put that stuff in elementary schools. That's that's just that's that's what I'm saying. And if you're going to, if you think it's so important to wave a a multicolored flag for a month, then why don't you hang the United States flag? Why don't you hang that for more than a month? Why don't you rep, uh, understand what the veterans have done for us? Why don't you understand what the people who put on the uniform and gave the ultimate sacrifice? Understand what they did for us. And I mention this again because today is June 6th, today's D-Day. I mention it because you shouldn't forget what today means. You shouldn't forget what these guys uh, – David, what was it, 100 – well, I'm just trying to think of how many years How many years ago. 1946. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I was trying to add real quick, but I'm not even going to try now. I'm kind of tired today, folks, so I'm not going to tell how many years ago it was. But on this day – on this day. 77 or something like that. There, yeah, something like that. But on this day, June 6th, D-Day, we had hundreds of thousands of American young men storm the beaches so you could end up living like you live today. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know enough about World War II, if you don't know what it meant to storm the beaches at, at Normandy, if you don't know what it means to stop the Nazis like we stopped the Nazis, to stop the Japanese imperialists like we did, if you don't know what that means, please, please go find some educational materials either through DuckDuckGo search or go to Hillsdale College. Go to HillsdaleCollege.com. Go find some research so you can find the truth. Learn about World War II. Learn what it meant. Learn what, what when the Japanese awoke the sleeping giant, which was us, the United States, because we had been lulled to asleep. But the Japanese woke us up, and then it was us. It was the United States. It was our boys, our boys in uniform who went over. And put a stop to Nazism, put a stop to the, to this man Hitler that was literally rounding up people, mostly Jews, and killing them. The man had his agenda over there in Germany to exterminate a whole race of people. That is what today means because we, the people of the United States, our youth, our young men put on the uniform, went over there and stormed those beaches in Normandy. We stopped Nazism there so we wouldn't have to stop it here. We stopped Japanese imperialists so we wouldn't have to stop them here. Even though the Japanese made it to Hawaii, they didn't make it any further, did they? So, folks, just remember what today is. Today is a very, very important day. And I'm afraid that too many people won't mention it, too many people won't know about it, and too many people won't remember it. So if you're out there listening to me on the On Point with Victor show and you've got kids, you make sure you take some time out today and explain to them what June 6th means. Explain why it's such an amazing day in history and what does it mean when we call it D-Day. Please explain that to them. And then that, I'm going to move on after that. But uh, first, David, Legend Dave has got a point to make. Well, I, uh, quite frankly, I got a couple of them to make. Uh, one is... Just a reminder, and I'm sure you remember this, but uh, June the 14th is Flag Day. Flag Day. And uh, we need to honor I, our flag. I will probably do a little segment on the flag then. The uh, the other thing, I, you brushed by, and, and uh, I say you brushed by it, you didn't. You, you didn't, you didn't, not knowing what I was thinking, but... Uh, <laughs> 
Nobody knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> not even David. Not even Sometimes. No. Most of the time. But no, you know, you brought up Hitler and mm-hmm. that he had a plan to take over Germany and mm-hmm. then all of Europe and so mm-hmm. forth and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, something that, and maybe I'm missing it because I'm here not not watching television 24-7, but I don't think they've been playing this on television a whole lot. And uh, that is... I, right, David. I, and, you know, and I, I'm not going to turn today's show in, into that. Well, I don't want to, but but I... I, I yeah, it, it, it's, it's the inclusion word. It's the diversity word. It's all of these things. And again, it's like what I mentioned before. They they tut, they use all these, these good-sounding words... To oh, do, include everybody. To, you're right. To yeah. do exactly what you said, to infiltrate, to infiltrate. And, you know, I, I am sure there are places for, you know, I've got no problem, again, how you live your life and how you worship, but when you're forcing it, that, that's the thing. And I think that's more to your point, David. Just don't force it. If, if you, and I, to that point, David, I don't think, honestly, I don't know why the government has anything to do with marriage anyway. I think it ought to be a state issue. And if you want to go get married in a church, go get married in a church. If you want to go get married in the court steps, do that. If you want to get married outside with somebody who signed up online for something, <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't know why the government gives out, you know, that's a, that's the libertarian in me, folks. I don't think the government should tell, it's just it just blows my mind that we allow so much the, uh, the government to control so much and and require that we get the blessing from the government to do things. That's just messed up. It's the other way around. The government needs the blessings of the people, and and we really need to get back to that. But uh, but you're right, David. I, we we have, and and that's why I started out with this whole. Uh, just reflect a little bit on on when people are talking about Pride Month and look what they're doing in government schools. They're forcing kids in government schools to come into school and pick up a a, a multicolored flag to wave around. When was the last time they they handed out United States flags at a, at a government school? I I bet you'd be sent home if you took a United States flag uh, to school. But yet they're making them parade. And you, folks, I'm not making this up. You can look it up online. You can look it up on YouTube. You can look it up on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can see videos of these government schools in different cities that were handing out uh, the the pride flag or whatever they call the pride flag. They had teachers dressed up in all these multicolored pride colors and having kids chant and sing. And that is indoctrination, folks. You do not send your child to a government school to be indoctrinated onto somebody's ideology. They need to learn math. They need to learn how to read. They need to learn how to write. They need to learn how to function in society. And, and being they, indoctrinated, it's not it. Yeah, David. And they need to say, okay, I'm holding an American flag here, and I'm holding a gay pride flag or whatever they call the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. And they should say, okay, in your right hand, if we didn't have that oh, flag. That's beautiful, David. You wouldn't be you holding, wouldn't be holding that. Okay, David, that is, again, I really didn't want to go down this rabbit hole, David, but that is a great point. And people, everyone out there, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand this. David is 150% right. Without the United States flag, none of these government schools could be handing out what they call the pride flag. And if you don't believe me, 
then why don't some of these people go teach English in the Middle East? Go teach English in some of these other countries where they forbid homosexuality, where they will throw gay people off rooftops, where they have in just in Uganda, I think it was just recently, they deemed it illegal to be gay. I want to see you go hand out a pride flag and go prance around in whatever you're prancing around in. Go do it in some of these other countries. You can't. And and you need to understand, when you desecrate and, and you talk poorly about the United States flag, were it not for that flag, and were it not for the men and women who did exactly what today stands for, storming those beaches of Normandy, uh, were it not for that flag that led those young men who fought for freedom, were it not for that, you wouldn't be here in this country right now waving your pride flag. You wouldn't be running half-naked down uh, the street calling it a parade. You wouldn't be gyrating half-naked all over uh Parade floats. You wouldn't be able to do any of that were it not for the stars and stripes, for Lady Glory, for the the banner that that so many men and women wave proudly, uh, in, including this guy. Every day in my house, that flag flies. And uh, and I will tell you this: uh, you're not going to drop a flag in front of me. You're not going to step on a flag in front of me, and you're not going to burn a flag in front of me. When I walk my dog, I will pick, you know, I, there are houses in the neighborhood that I know are leftists, but if they got a flag by their mailbox or something, I'm going to pick it up every time it falls and I'm going to stand it back up for them. I don't care because the, I have too much respect for that flag and I will always, always. So I just, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not a violent person. Uh, I, I'll walk away from conflict, but you're not going to throw a flag on the ground in front of me. You're not going to step on it. And you darn sure aren't going to burn it. Not in front of me. So, um, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, all right. I, I, I want to move on a little bit. So I want to welcome, uh, a, a, a new listener in Ohio. So we've got some new listener out in Ohio. Uh, I want to say hello, a special hello to Cheryl White and her family. Uh, and they're new listeners today. So luckily, I, I think last week somebody dropped off. You know, we got one of those emails, I think, that said, I'm never going to listen to you again. So that opened up a spot and Cheryl took it. Cheryl rightfully took that spot. So welcome to uh, more listeners in Ohio. Uh, I love it. I love it. You guys are great out there. I will actually will be visiting Ohio. Um, I'll be out there in uh, the end of June. I'm actually going to go uh, visit Cleveland and some surrounding areas. So uh, you listeners are great. I love it. I love it. So keep spreading the word. This show keeps growing and growing and growing. I can't uh, I can't thank you listeners enough. I mean, without you, uh, we just wouldn't be where we are today. And, and uh, you know, that goes for when I fill in for Eric Erickson. A, a big thank you to Eric because uh, so many of you found me because of Eric. And uh, And listen, folks, hang tight. I'll be filling in again at some point and, uh, and stay tuned to all my social media. Uh, if you're not following me on, uh, just look up the On Point with Victor show. You can find it on Instagram. You can find it on Twitter. You can find it on TikTok. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, I, I found it on a roll of toilet paper there. Oh, right. You can even find it. <laughs> that's called advertising. <laughs> so, but you can find me, but, but you're going to want to follow me because you're going to want to stay tuned because what's, you, we just, you just never know what's coming down the pike. You may find me filling in for one of your other favorite hosts other than Eric Erickson. So, uh, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. And the best way is to follow me. Like I said, follow my social media. Um, I, I, I will interact with people on social media and that's where you're going to get updates. You're 
going to get updates through through Instagram, through Twitter, through Facebook, through Twitter. I uh, said that. Uh, what's the other one? TikTok and and YouTube. So keep an eye on all of those. So, uh, and that, then you'll be uh, abreast of the situation as it changes because this show's growing, folks. I mean, you know, America's Web Radio is growing, but, but the, the On Point of Victor show, I, I can't, I just can't thank enough to all of you listeners out there because we're growing all across this country. Folks, I don't know if you know it or not, but we don't even really advertise this show. I mean, there's, we, we're, we're, we're present on social media. Uh, and that's about it. And, and America's Web Radio is present on social media. And America's Web Radio, uh, out of the goodness of, of allowing me to sit here and talk to you guys like this, uh, this show has grown. It's a natural growth. So many listeners are telling other listeners and other listeners. And, and as the dichotomy changes with normal talk radio, people are finding me. As people grow tired maybe of some other hosts or they're, they're not crazy about hosts that, that took – Limbaugh's place, they're finding me. They're finding On Point with Victor, and I'm grateful for it, and thank you guys so much, and keep keep spreading the word, because the more we grow, the more chances you're going to get to hear me. So uh, so a big thank you. So, all right, so I got to talk about something that I've been putting off for a while. I haven't really put it off. I just, I, I, we just always run out of time on my shows. But I got to, I'm going to go ahead and get right into this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you, and this is look, I, you know, you remember when Rush Limbaugh used to do da 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 for his updates. We need to come up with an on point with Victor update sound, a sounder. I'm going to work on this. Maybe producer Brett can work on this. We need an update, a, an analysis forthcoming uh, type of of sounder. Uh, because I, look, folks, you're just you're going to get some analysis from this guy, the Mexican not afraid to be American. You're going to get some analysis from me. You're just not going to hear anywhere else. And what I'm about to tell you now, I don't. I'm pretty sure I haven't heard it anywhere else. I don't know. Maybe if you have, let me know. But I'm going to tell you what I think Joe Biden and his merry band of progressives are up to. And his merry band of progressives, that's the entire Democrat Party, folks. There's no such thing as a moderate Democrat right now. There isn't. Because if there was, they'd be voting against this Biden mess. And none of them do. They they are standing step Lock, stock, barrel, whatever that saying is, they're standing in line and doing whatever Biden wants to do. They're doing whatever the progressives want to do. So there are no moderates. And don't don't tell me Joe Manchin because Joe Manchin will prance around and tell you what you want to hear. And then he'll go in his room in the Senate floor or the desk or whatever in the Senate floor and he'll vote right along with the Democrats. He does it every time. And I think, I think in 2024, the West Virginia people have finally actually had enough of Joe Manchin. And I think the, the Virginian people are going to throw Joe Manchin out of office and it's about time they did. So good for them, good for them. But I think that's coming from people. But let me tell you, let me tell you what Joe Biden, what I think Joe Biden and his merry band of progressives are up to in the Democrat party. Joe Biden is in no condition to run again. Joe Biden is no condition to be president now, let alone another four years. So understand, when you see Joe Biden fall, I mean, give me a break, sandbag. It was a sandbag that tripped him. He misstepped. There was a little lip. If you watch that video closely, it looked like there was about a maybe an inch, inch and a half little drop from the from one platform to the other, and and Biden missed it. And and normal people in normal health could catch themselves. He couldn't, and then he couldn't get up without assistance. That I, I am not making fun of Joe Brandon, dementia patient Biden. I'm merely saying he's too old, too 
much in decline to be president now, and he's darn sure too much in decline to be president for another four years. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think the world is going to become when they're laughing right now at Biden? Imagine what they're going to do when he's 102 years old in a couple of years. I mean, look, I'm just saying the guy shouldn't he's not in any condition to be president. And and here's the thing. When when he's talking about running, have you seen him campaign? Biden announced over a month ago that he's running for re-election, but he hasn't been on the campaign trail. He's trying to hide in his basement. And a report just came out the other day. Then this I think this report came out yesterday. Uh Showing Joe Biden's schedule, he works three, four hours, maybe a day. On the weekend, his people, listen, when you are president of the United States, you don't get time off. You don't get a vacation. You may get a, what's called a vacation, but you are never away from, from the demands of being the president. Where's the football? And exactly, where's it? Yeah, I would like to know where the football is. I'm almost afraid to know where that football is. But when you are president of the United States, I don't care if you have a so-called vacation, you're never away from the duty of the presidency. Never. That comes with the territory. And when you run for president, you darn well better understand that the duties of the presidency is going to always be with you. I don't care if you're on a scheduled vacation playing golf, the duties of the presidency never go away. You're always there at, at, at command and ready to take command. Joe Biden can't do that. His people have been instructed not to contact this president over the weekend. How in the, I mean, folks, think about it. We have a president right now who on the weekends is not supposed to be bothered. How is it that a man can be president, but yet on the weekend not be bothered to with the duties of the presidency? This is ridiculous, folks. And if this kind of reporting is out, trust me, it's worse. It's worse than what they're telling us. And then during the week, Monday through Friday, Joe Biden is basically scheduled from afternoon. So what is he getting up at the crack of noon and then he's closing shop at the crack of four? This guy's taking early bird buffet dining to a whole nother level. I mean, usually if you're eating between maybe 430 and six and as an elderly person, you're getting those big discounts at the buffet. But Biden... 3 o'clock, 3.30, man, he's knocking it off. He's going to go put back some food, and he's going to bed. Uh, this is not how a normal presidency can run, folks. The demands of this office are great. The demands of this office aren't on a schedule from 12 to 3 or 12 to 4. Biden can't do this, folks. Biden can't do it. Look, I, I don't think, and I know this is going to make some people uncomfortable, but honestly, I don't think we should have anyone elected president that's over 80 years old um and again it's up to the people i don't want a law i don't want i mean i i I don't want the government to have that kind of power but we the people we the people should be smart enough not to elect old doddering fools who can barely walk who can't complete a sentence and we shouldn't elect these guys now i know some of you out there are screaming trump look i trump is in a whole lot better shape than joe biden so I, I I don't have a problem if the people choose Trump. I don't have a problem with it. But you got to understand, even you, even those who 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 are going to support Trump, the guy's going to be over eighty by the time his this fourth year is up. So understand that. But I will say this: there is no comparison between Donald J. Trump and Joe Biden. Donald J. Trump, 
I don't know where that dude's getting his energy, but but McDonald's. It, it, McDonald's, yeah, he must be. Yeah, I, maybe I need to go back to McDonald's because Joe. I mean, uh, uh, Donald J. Trump, President Trump. That has a, he has an amazing energy level. That man can sit for an hour or two hours without a teleprompter, without notes, and he can rattle off answers to questions with without looking sleepy, without fading away, without pausing, without having to think, strainly think, to come up with an answer. You know, yeah. may I? Oh, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> the greatest presidents we've ever had – and I'm a bit, as you pointed out, mercifully, uh, <laughs> a few years older than you, a few, <laughs> few a years few. your senior. <laughs> Just a few. Wiser. Wiser. You know, the greatest presidents we've ever had, and you can go back in history as far as you want to go with it, the one thing they have done that have made them great is surrounded themselves with good people. Very good people. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be. If if something happens to Biden or to oh, a president. Oh, God help us all. <laughs> then, then the next in line mm-hmm. should be well advised and be able to take the reins. And that's capable the, and competent. And Okay, so the world is laughing at us right now. Uh, 100%. You know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then after watching that clown Austin this weekend or this the past few days, it's a wonder that there weren't a jillion strokes of people laughing so hard. Uh, there may have been. We just haven't heard about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. he... Biden is, in my opinion, is an embarrassment that is oh. just beyond belief. He's a fifty-plus year embarrassment for. But I mean, you look, look at, at the people that are around him, mm-hmm. Kamala, well, Austin, and that uh, David. That's another great point, folks. This is why David is the legend. This is why he's the legend, and why why I will say when Di- when David does pipe up, you guys should pay attention. So there is truth to being wiser, David. It's not older; it's wiser. But, David, you're 100% right. And, folks, listen to what David's saying. Look at the people that Biden is surrounded with. Because Biden's not running this country. His people are. The people around him are. And are they competent? Is Pete Buttigieg competent? Is is Kamala Harris competent? <laughs> I'm not even going to say. Folks, I'm not even going to say while well, I'm laughing at David right now. But I will say this. He made a little notion when I said Pete Buttigieg, and it involved a hand. <laughs> uh, but... Honestly, the wrist, uh, the wrist involved the wrist. That's right. <laughs> but I, I it, it, Pete Buttigieg is probably the most incompetent transportation secretary we've ever had. He was an incompetent mayor of Indiana. Uh, Kamala Harris is so far over her pay grade. It's ridiculous. I don't care what you think. She may be a nice lady outside of, of the office, but she is she's not ready for the duties of the vice president, let alone the president. And she thinks she should be president. L- listen, folks, Kamala Harris, <clears throat> she thinks she should be president right now. And uh, nobody else does. The Democrats don't even want Kamala Harris to be president. So, I mean, it's a mess. But 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 those are just, and look at the people. I'm just saying, like David said, that 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 are around Biden. These are some of the most incompetent people to ever step foot in government. Um, Austin, what is what, what David's talking about, Austin, uh, this guy couldn't be more incompetent. I mean, look at the guy they tried to get to head up the FAA. 
That guy, uh, go, I mean, my goodness, if you want to go look, look at the way he answered questions. Planes have wings? Yeah. You know, David, that's not far off. That's not far off. The guy, I mean, the guy basically looked like deer in headlights as if he didn't understand how the wings on an airplane work. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, these are the people that are around Biden. When then in contrast, look who Trump had around him. Look who Ronald Reagan had around him. Even Bush, look who he had around him. Um, and I know, and I've said this before, uh, President Trump needs to be careful about who he puts around, especially if he's reelected. Because President Trump tried to play footsies with the establishment, and, and I understand why he did it, folks, because he thought, well, I won. Surely the establishment Republicans will, will, will support me. Well, he was wrong, and he knows that now. So I hope, I hope if Trump is reelected, that he's really careful about who he picks, and I hope he ostracizes the, the establishment Republicans. And I know that sounds crazy because, of course, there's so many of them in the Senate and in the House, but you know what? They're going to need to do the people's business. They're going to need to do the people's business, and and we the people need to hold those representatives' feet to the fire. We we can hold those feet to the fire so that President Trump can be President Trump, so President Trump can get done what needs to be done, and and he doesn't need to worry about putting people around him that aren't going to support his agenda. And and I I for one, a hundred percent will be with President Trump if he wins. Because his Make America First agenda is going to be way better than Put America Last agenda that we are in now with Biden. So, but let me go, let me go back to what Biden is doing after I've, I've explained to you why he shouldn't be president. Let me tell you why he's running and what the Democrats are up to. Look, the Democrats think, and this is, this is simple. It's a simple analysis, but I don't, I'm not hearing it anywhere else. So you're hearing this first on the On Point with Victor show. What's happening is the Democrat party and the people around Biden, it's not that they know Biden is malleable. It's not that they know they can direct Biden into all the progressive mess that they want to get him into and that he's going to rubber stamp their progressive mess. It's that they think right now they think that Biden is going to be able to beat Donald Trump again. They think that President Trump is going to be the nominee on the Republican Party. And right now, right now, it looks like Donald Trump is well on his way to be the nominee. The, the Democrat Party wants Trump to be the nominee. The establishment media wants Trump to be the nominee. They all think that Biden can hide in his basement and beat Trump again. So let me tell you what the plan is. If Donald Trump wins the nomination for the Republican Party and he fails to beat Joe Biden in 2024, Joe Biden is not going to serve four years, three years, two years. I don't even think he'll serve one year. I think what will happen is Joe Biden, a few months, maybe a year after, if he wins re-election, he will come, he will look to the cameras and he won't believe a word of this, but this is what they'll say. Jill Biden will be in his ear telling him to say this. And so will the Democrat Party, the progressives. He will look at the cameras and say, ladies and gentlemen, I've got three more or whatever years left and we've got a good agenda going and we're going to destroy. Okay. He won't say that, but he's going to talk about this ridiculous, stupid agenda that he has. And then he's going to say, it's time for all the talk to stop. And it's time for actions. And it's time for this old doddering white guy to step aside and let the black first black woman ascend to the presidency. I am telling you, folks, this is my own personal analysis. And I, I'm not hearing this anywhere else. But you can say you heard it here first if he win. Now, I don't think there's a 
any way he should win. Nobody should vote for Joe Brandon Biden in 2024. But I know a lot of you sycophants are still going to vote for this doddering old dementia patient, Joe Brandon Biden. So if he figures out a way, if they figure out a way to win, then you've got to understand what's coming next. And I'm telling you right now what Joe Biden's going to do. I'll tell you what the plan is. Uh, all right. I'll get more into this when we get back. But uh, we got to take a profit timeout. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is the On Point with Victor show. I'm Victor Armanderes, uh, the Mexican, not afraid to be American. American, Marca, as they say in the South, Marca. Um, all right, folks, so listen, I'm telling you, this. I honestly believe this is what the plan is. I believe they think they can beat Donald Trump, and they think they can prop Biden up long enough for him to get a few months into a second term, and then he's going to take to the mic, and he's going to say, it's time for action, and I, the old doddering white fool, <laughs> okay, he won't say it like that, but he's going to say something to the effect of, I, the white president guy, am going to step aside and put our money where our mouth is, and, and I'm going to clear the way for cackling Kamala Harris to ascend to the throne. And, folks, you think we're in a bad situation now? Imagine, imagine cackling Kamala Harris, who I, is so incompetent that it's, it's, it's not, it's, if it weren't so serious, it would be funny. But imagine her, her assuming the presidency because Joe Brandon Biden Ain't gonna make it. And I'm telling you, I believe in my heart that's their plan. As much as the Democrats cannot stand Kamala Harris, as much as the Democrats would love her to be dumped, and trust me, the Biden administration and the Democrats were trying to find a way to dump Kamala, but Kamala ain't gonna let that go. Kamala was ready to fight and I, and they would have split that party. Because if they had a dumped Kamala, uh, that maybe, that might have been one of the only ways to fracture the black vote. 
Uh, and, and, you know, the black vote should be fractured. The black vote should be leaving the Democrat Party in droves. Now, I know some of the blacks are. I know a lot of black voters are leaving the Democrat Party, and, and you should. You should. It's about time. And a lot of my Latino brethren, you should be leaving the Democrat Party. You should leave the Democrat Party. Not saying you can't go back one day, but you darn sure shouldn't be with them now because they don't care about you. They don't care about you. Listen, you want to know how much the Democrats care about black voters and the and the black people or African American people? This is how much they care. Go back to the seventies and eighties when the black population in this country was thirteen percent. I'm talking go at least go back to the eighties where the black population was thirteen percent. Fast forward today, twenty twenty three. And look up what the black population is today. Oh, it's hovering around 13%. Does that make sense to you? Now, you don't have to be a, a, a college scholar. You don't have to be an academic. I don't have to have Harvard pedigree to understand there's a problem here. If you go from the 80s and you're in the black population of the United States is 13%, And you get to 2023 and the black population is 13%. What happened to the black family? (laughs) What happened to the black family? The Democrat Party has decimated the black family and they've done it on purpose. Uh, go look at the founding of, of what Margaret Zanger. Look up Margaret Zanger, folks. I think she was the founder of Planned Parenthood or one of those or, or a big part of Planned Parenthood. Go look up what their goal was. Go look up what Margaret Singer's goal was. Do a duck, duck, go search. Google will probably bury it and won't let you find out the truth. Do a duck, duck, go search. Look up Margaret Singer. Look what her goal was to do to the black family. Look what her goal was to do to black babies. Folks, they've accomplished it. Because if you're in, I, I trust me, folks, in the 80s, if the black population was 13% and in 2023, the black population is 13%, Explain that, folks. Think about it. Again, you don't have to be a Yale graduate to understand how you go from the 80s to now and you don't get any more than 13% of the population. But compare that to the Hispanic population, the explosion of my people. (laughs) Compare. Compare. Look at where we were in the 80s and look where we are now. Because if you count the illegals that are being dumped across our border and allowed to come across the border, and look, I've got compassion. I've got, look, my heritage, a lot of my heritage is Mexico. A lot, it's Mexican. And I've got family there. But a lot of these people in Central America and are coming through Mexico. They're coming into the country. Biden's letting them in. The Hispanic population is well over 20%. I, I, I'm just, I guarantee it. It's grown exponentially from the 80s, but the black population has it. David, look like you got a comment. I'm just curious, uh, where's the black border? Yeah, right. Maybe, I, you know, maybe they need a, maybe we need to have a border. And I, 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 you know, it is, I mean, it's funny, David. It's sad, but, but. Is it called the Atlantic, maybe? Maybe. I mean, I, you know, it's funny, David, and it shouldn't be, but, uh, but that's what I'm talking about, folks. And, and that's simple, simple math. And if you are a sycophant Democrat voter and you are black, if you're a black voter and you're still voting for the Democrat Party, then you explain to me how you support the party that has suppressed your progression. How do you explain to me that you had 13 percent of the population in, in the 80s and here we are in 2023 and you're still at 13 percent of the population? But yet 
my Hispanic brethren, the Latino population has gone from single digits to I am sure it's over 20%, folks. My goodness, it has exploded just under Biden in a year and a half. Why? Why are they doing that? It is a plan, ladies and gentlemen. It is a plan. And the Democrats don't care about you. They don't care about your family. And if you are a black voter, they really don't care about you. They just think that because of the color of your skin, you will blindly support them no matter what they do to you. Uh, I, Folks, do I need to remind you, it was the Democrat Party that founded Jim Crow laws. It was the Democrat Party that fought desegregation. It was the Democrat Party that fought civil rights. It was the Democrat Party that founded the KKK. The Democrat Party is not a friend to the black family. It was a Republican president, the first Republican president, a man by the name of Abraham Lincoln. It was him that that was fighting for the black family. It was the, the Republican Party was created partially to fight for the black family. Folks, there's a lot of history that you don't know. But I, on the On Point with, with Victor show, I am not afraid to tell you the truth. I am not afraid to tell you the history of this country because we have a great history. We have a great, we have poor decisions by poor so-called representatives, but we've fixed a lot of problems in this country. We've created a lot because we allow politicians to create problems. But we as people, we're the greatest country on the planet, the greatest country on the planet. And I'm not afraid to talk about the history. I am not afraid to speak truth because there, there aren't many truths There's just the truth. There's not your truth or my truth. There is the truth. And there's nothing more important than historical truth. Because if you try to change historical truth, then you've got an agenda. You have an agenda. If your politician, mainly Democrats, are trying to rewrite history, if your federal politicians in Washington won't let go of controlling your government school and your county and your state... It's because they have an agenda. No federal representative in Washington should be anywhere near your schools, your schools that are in your counties, the schools that are in your states. No government. uh, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm just going to call them representatives. But no government representative Washington on the federal level or bureaucracy in the federal level Federal bureaucracy, none of them should have one little say or one finger on your schools that are in your states, in your counties, in your cities. They shouldn't. They all have an agenda and they're trying to indoctrinate your kids and they won't let it go, folks. The the, the teachers unions that's right out of Washington, D.C., why do you think they want to unionize every state and every school in this country? Why? They want control. They want indoctrination because they want to rewrite history. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the black children today, if black voters were really educated on the history of this country, if they knew that most blacks used to be with the Republican Party, that the Republican Party was founded way back? Now, look, has the Republican Party lost their way a few times? Absolutely. Do we need to get rid of some establishment Republicans? Absolutely. Do we need to start by kicking out McConnell and Lindsey Graham? Absolutely. But the history is there. The basis of the Republican Party is there. And and that is the party that fought for civil rights. That's the party 
that fought for freedom for all and equality for all. Not equity. Equity is, is a Marxist term. Equality. The Republicans, Abraham Lincoln, led by Abraham Lincoln, fought for equality. But your Democrat Party has a really awful history. And they've been able to fool so many black voters. And it's time for my fellow minority voters to wake up, whether you're a black voter or a brown voter. It's time for you to wake up. It really is. So, okay. So understand that that to me is the agenda. And that's the plan for Biden. Biden has no intention. The people around Biden have no intention on allowing Biden and Jill, Jill Biden may not know this, but they have no intention to allow him to do another four years. They don't. They want to win with him and then they're going to push him out of the way. Now, here's the other part of my theory. Understand this, because you're not going to hear this anywhere either. I don't think Biden can win. I think Trump can beat Biden. But let's say, now don't get mad at me, because you guys know I I support Trump 100%, but I also support, support Ron DeSantis 100%. I'm okay with either one. You guys know that. I've made it clear. So here's the other part of my theory. I do think Donald Trump can beat Biden. I think now if you guys saw President Trump the other night when he did his uh he was on Sean Hannity, he did a town hall with Sean Hannity. When Donald Trump sticks to the issues and Donald Trump just talks issues, he's very very good and I think he would easily beat Biden. When Donald Trump attacks his own, when Donald Trump spends millions and millions to attack Ron DeSantis, he's not spending millions to attack Biden. He's spending millions to attack DeSantis. I have a problem with that, and a lot of voters have the problem with that. So Trump is going to be his own worst enemy in in this nomination process. If he continues to go down the road to attack DeSantis, and and he probably won't attack anyone. He'll attack other people too, but he's really attacking DeSantis because DeSantis is his only threat. Where Trump ought to be saying, look, we got to work together as a team. Here's why I'm better. Here's why I'm the choice. I have a history. You've seen my first four years. I brought the best unemployment. I brought a great economy. I did that in my term. You know I can do it. I did it once. I can do it again. That's why you should go with me. Let the people decide. If Trump were that confident, he would win in a landslide. But the fact that Trump's going after DeSantis the way he is and spending, again, He's spend, understand folks, Trump is spending more money attacking Ron DeSantis than he is attacking the Democrats. That is horrible. And I am a Trump supporter telling you this because understand something folks, understand. I am beholding to no candidate. I worship no politician, including Donald Trump. Now I think there are two people that are going to save this country. It's Donald J. Trump and it's Ron DeSantis. So I'm fine with either one. But if they go down this road attacking each other and because Trump keeps spending millions and millions to attack DeSantis, then I'm afraid we're going to pave a path for Biden. And that that would be a disaster. We know it's going to be a disaster. David, look like you got a comment. Yes. Uh, you know, again, being in media of sorts mm-hmm. and... Um, we even have the media cards to prove it, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, there's another thing that is being wildly overlooked. And I don't know of anybody, any, well, I do know of one other person, but besides what I'm about to say has even been on media. Mm-hmm. And... We, and the media 
poo-pooed it and didn't pay any attention to it. But one of the biggest things, do you know what one of the biggest things Trump did in office? What's that? Is when he endorsed bringing Jerusalem in. Oh, right, to, to move the, the embassy to, uh, to Jerusalem, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. he brought, and this is not being said, but mm-hmm. at that point, he brought the Jewish population into his side of the ring. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and he should, they should all be with him, honestly, but... Again, that that's another population, another voting block that that is a sycophant for the letter D, where the letter D has done nothing for them. But I think that's not going to be the case this time around. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to see. I guess we're going to have to see. But that's but you're right about that, David Trump. That was a great accomplishment for Trump. Everybody, all the establishment, Republican establishment, Romney, the Bushies, uh, Graham, all of them were were were, and the Democrats. Didn't want. They were said, "Oh, there's going to be all-out war if Trump moves the embassy to Jerusalem." And folks, no war happened. It was a, it was the right thing to do. And uh, I, I I can I can just say that's what I mean. That's Trump's best argument. Trump does not need to attack Ron DeSantis. Trump's best advocate is his record, and that's what he should stick to. And he should stick to policy. Because when he does that, he's very good. He sounds great. And I think so many people would come back to Trump. So many people would vote for Trump who didn't vote for him maybe before if he would stick to the issues and his record. There's nothing better for Trump than his record. Does, I mean, is a great, it really is a great record. Folks, if it wasn't, I would tell you, but it was a good record. But the fact that, that Trump's spending so much money attacking DeSantis and not attacking Biden, you got to ask yourself why. You got to ask yourself why. Why is Trump so threatened by DeSantis? They need to work together. And and I'll say the same thing. I I think DeSantis has done a good job of of trying not to fire back, but folks, when you're being punched and punched and punched, you got to fight back at some point. I just hope that these two don't destroy each other, but uh you know, David if uh Trump and his people are listening, you know, I've got a campaign for him. You know, my background is Right. Agency yeah. So mm-hmm. But can you? Okay. You have Trump standing between two gas pumps. One mm-hmm. of them's named Trump. One of them's named Biden. Oh, that's great. I like where you're going. What else do you have to say? <laughs> that, that's then, pretty. Then you got another spot that you got Trump standing. Between two steers, mm-hmm. one of them named Trump, Trump, and one, one of them named yep. Biden. You could do that with with all kinds of products because everything on the Biden side has quadrupled in price or more, uh, and everything on the Trump side was way cheap. You know, during Trump's first term, four years, I I'm and you can check me on this. I'm not I'm not going to say it with certainty, but I'm almost 100 percent certain. That gas never went over three dollars under President Trump. And ladies and gentlemen, you grab your whatever you want to grab because gas is about to go up more. Saudi Arabia has just announced cutbacks. Gas is going to get more expensive. We don't have any more reserves. Biden's not going to be able to pull that trick out of his bag. Uh, I mean, gas is going up again, folks, and it's going to hurt. Who does it hurt most? 
It hurts the poor most. And according to Biden, black people are poor. Remember what Biden said. I didn't say it. Biden said it. When he was talking about poor kids and poor children that didn't have food to eat, Biden said he thought they were all black because he said, oh, there are some, there are some white people that are poor too. It's ridiculous. Biden doesn't care about you folks. He doesn't know what he's doing, but the Democrats don't care about you. But understand, let me finish what I'm, what, what my theory is. So if, and here it is, if 2024, if we're starting to get close to 2024 and the Democrats don't think Trump's going to make it and they think Ron DeSantis, if Ron DeSantis starts ascending in the next few months and if Ron DeSantis, look, folks, the only people in this race that have a chance are, are Trump and DeSantis right now, as long as they don't destroy each other. But if Ron DeSantis, if the Democrat Party starts to believe that Ron DeSantis is going to pass Trump and get the nomination, then you're going to see, and mark my words, Biden will not be the nominee for the Democrats. Because I, be on the lookout. Hillary Clinton is making moves. Gavin Newsom is making moves. They are waiting in the wings. And I am telling you right now. If we get close to to the end of 2023, uh, going into 2024, and if the Democrat Party thinks that Ron DeSantis is going to capture the nomination for the Republican Party, you will see them come down on Biden where he cannot withstand the pressure. He will exit the race, and you're going to see. I, I am telling you, Hillary Clinton is all, is going to try and push Biden out. And Gavin Newsom is going to stop her. It's going to be hilarious to watch. But don't doubt me. Hillary Clinton thinks she can capture this nomination. And Hillary Clinton right now is doing things behind the scenes to prepare for this. And I am telling you right now, if somehow Trump doesn't win the nomination and Ron DeSantis looks like he's going to win it, then they they are going to push Biden out. They're not going to let Biden face Ron DeSantis. Trust me. Trust me. But if Trump captures the nomination, then Biden will remain the nominee. I am telling you, folks, this is analysis you're probably only going to get to hear here, here, here on the On Point with Victor show. But trust me when I'm telling you, if if Ron DeSantis looks like he's going to capture the nomination, they will push Biden off the ticket. And you're going to see Newsom. You're going to see Clinton fight for it. You're going to see the fake Indian Warren, Chief Warren. Uh, I mean, these people are going to go berserk. Buddha judge, he can't wait. He can't wait. That that guy would, would give his left you-know-what to be president. I, I'm telling you, folks, pay attention. These people have a plan. They have a plan because they're not done screwing up your life yet. Uh, they've only just begun. The Democrat Party has only just begun to really mess you up. Uh, folks, listen. Everything you do today costs more. Gas costs more. Everything. Food costs more. Every part of your life costs more, folks. Every part of it costs more because of Joe Brandon Biden. Do you want to stay on this road? Because if it ain't Biden, it's Newsom. If it's not Newsom, it's Clinton. If it's not Clinton, it's Warren. If it's not Warren, it's Buttigieg. They have a progressive side right now that's running the Democrat Party, and they're going to make your life hard. So take it from me, folks. We don't need four more years of that. So if you're a Trump supporter, be prepared to support DeSantis. If you're a DeSantis supporter, be ready to support Trump. We have to work together as a team because we have to beat Biden. I live on Never Biden Island. That's it. Never Biden. Never Biden. Never Kamala. <laughs> All right, folks. That's it. Stay tuned. Locked and Loaded's up next. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week, and we'll uh, we'll do some more topics. I'm out.
The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.